Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine, and we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. No. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story, and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, all my single ladies. It's Catherine here. It's the day after Valentine's Day. And if you have been loving my work on the New Truth podcast and are listening to today's episode and really ready to not get stuck around dating anymore or keep feeling disappointed or afraid to put yourself out there and open your heart for extraordinary love, I have something for you. Celebrating and honoring those of you that joined me for my five-day free masterclass, Dating Decoded. The doors are now open to my 10-week group coaching program, Dating Decoded, Digging Deeper, The Proven Path to Meeting Your Partner, an advanced course in dating. And we start next Tuesday. We'll meet for 10 weeks where I will help you not only transform your relationship with yourself, but transform your love life so that you actually do meet an aligned partner and you have the skills to make love last. That is the number one thing that I am most proud of in my work that my clients choose well. They end up with the right person for them. They are still going strong two years to 10 years later as I've been coaching for 10 years. Join me. There are about 10 spots left. We are halfway through. It's going to be an intimate group of women. The link is below. And if you're curious if this program is right for you, you can feel free to send me a message on Instagram or even an email, and I'd be happy to talk to you about it. We start next Tuesday, February 22nd, 10 weeks. We meet from 7 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and all of the sessions are going to be recorded, and you'll have access to a private client portal where you'll have all of the course materials and a private Facebook group to connect with all of the women in the program. I am so excited, and this will be the only live group course that I run this year before baby comes. So can't wait to be with you. Sign up with the link in the comments. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to episode 111. Magic. Magic. I love, I love 111. I love 1111. Really, to be honest, I love all the like 222333. I love numbers. Um, but ones to me feel so special because it's they say they're angel numbers. So I always feel like when I see 111, I'm in alignment. And that feels so fitting for today's episode because I feel like it's an important one. And it really is the, um, to me, this episode, how to avoid getting Tinder swindled. 
Um, there's a couple of meanings to this title, which we will unpack first of all, uh, but it feels like it is such a potent, powerful episode that really embodies our whole entire message of what the new yes. truth is and what we're here to um, decode and, and de- uh, Mystify. Construct and demystify <laughs> and unpack for women so that women can start to be empowered around love and relationships and dating and life. <laughs> so how to avoid getting Tinder swindled. So there is a show for those of you who don't know, if you know, you know, <laughs> and if you don't know, um, Tinder swindle, the Tinder swindler is the latest, hottest Netflix docu, docu, series docu show <laughs> documentary it's kind of a documentary i think i feel like there's a trendy name for it but anyways essentially it's like a docu style type of um show and it's a true story and the in fact the women in the show that's why it's documentary because they are being interviewed and they're the actual women who were involved in this happening um, about a man, and Catherine's going to give you the the technical description of it, but essentially a man who is a sociopath of some sort who is swindling women on Tinder, and he's using Tinder for alt- alternate purposes other than picking up, you know, women and finding relationships and love and dating. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but the show, basically this episode is to unpack the psychology behind the show. So if you haven't, I actually have encouraged all my clients to watch the show and look at it for, through the lens of saboteur and heroin or soul or inner child, like all the things you've heard Catherine and I talk about your protective mechanisms, leading dating and relationships and love versus your soul self, you being in the moment, you being in your body, being able to listen to the signals and cues of what's coming up for you. So we're going to unpack it from that lens. So if you haven't watched it, I highly encourage you to watch it. Maybe don't watch it right before bed. It's a little bit dark, Um, but make some time to watch it because it really illustrates everything we talk about on this podcast and why fantasy love is so toxic and so um, keeps women so disempowered and really at risk. Uh, it's dangerous, actually, especially when you watch it being illustrated in this way. So, yeah, what do you have to say? There are some serious spoiler alerts as you are about to listen to the episode with us. So, it's not, I mean, it's not actually entertaining <laughs> to watch the Tinder swindler. No, um, it painful. is powerful. So just heads up because we are going to be unpacking it deeply. And what it is, is this man named Shimon Hyatt, who used, I think he used more than just Tinder, but essentially used dating apps to meet. And then here are the keywords, groom and manipulate women into falling in love with him and then giving him money. He gave them a false name, claiming to be the son of a wealthy diamond magnet and would present himself with an impressive first date. And then later, and not actually that much later, which is the key here, very quickly mm-hmm. asked yes. these women for money, which they happily gave him and not like $10 for a coffee thousands of dollars. And it is said that he stole over 10 million from these women. And so what the, the 
uh, documentary is about, because it's about almost two hours long, um, is hearing the stories of these women. And he eventually was caught and went, he was sentenced to jail for almost for several years, but he only ended up being in jail for five months. And that is also a really important thing to note. Um, we're going to unpack this for so many reasons, but we knew we had to do it because it sums up the fairy tale in a fucking nutshell on how toxic it is, how dangerous it is, and how easily we can be swept by it um, and lose all sense of self. So that's what happened. <laughs> now let's yeah, talk so about how this, all how went this down. freaking happened. <laughs> how this happened. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how it went down. <laughs> I sent Catherine some really fired up voxers on Saturday night, actually, after watching it. And I was like, Oh my God, this is Tinder. Have you watched it? We have to do an episode on it. She's like, okay, watch it again and ground yourself before you <laughs> we do the episode. And then she, so we took a couple days and she watched it and now we're recording. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it's painful to watch and, you know, the whole time I was watching, I was thinking like the, the world the, the I mean, even the way it's positioned is this guy is crazy and these poor women and in, yes, they are victims of this circumstance, but the reason that they are victims of this circumstance is because of the old paradigm fantasy fairy tale love and that we are swimming in still every day. So if you listen to the New Truth podcast, you're kind of learning how to be liberated around love and how to get in touch with your intuition, your inner guidance, as opposed to being wrapped up in the fantasy of the guy. And this show illustrates why it's so dangerous and why believing in fantasy love and being rooted in it, like it's, it literally is in our ears, in our eyes every day. Every, every time you play a love song, every time you watch a show, every time you watch a movie, every time you go on Instagram, we, you just shared that funny meme about Valentine's Day and about all the couples who are on thin ice who are you know about to break up and they're all posting about their fantasy, amazing Valentine's Day. Like this is the world that we live in and how the world teaches us what love is. And we learn it from a very young age. So on the new truth, if you hear us saying the same thing over and over again, you need to hear this message over and over again, because you're hearing the other message everywhere over and over from again. every angle. So yes, the story illustrates that this horrible man came and lied and, and deceited women. And yes, he's definitely a sociopath, maybe a psychopath. Like there's, he, it's, he definitely has a personality disorder and, you know, he's, he's created this system that's working for him to, to work the system of online dating and in a dark manipulative way. And yet these women are completely in fat. Like if I look at it from a saboteur archetype perspective, fantasy addict is rampant. The shapeshifter is rampant. Sure. I'll do whatever you need me to do and I'll become whoever you need. To I don't have the money, but yeah, I'll, I'll get that for you because I, I like you and I want this to go somewhere because I have an idea of who I think you are. And like, this is the danger of believing the thoughts in our heads and the stories in our minds, as opposed to actually slowly over time, getting to know someone from a place of being in touch with yourself and feeling how you feel when you're around them and watching how they interact with the world. And like all narcissists and all sociopaths are charming as fuck. 
They are charming. They are swindlers. They are amazing at sales. <laughs> They're amazing at bonding with people. They're amazing at having your mom fall in love with them. And you're, you know, being like, you're having your best friends think they're the greatest guy. Like that is what they're good at doing. So if you are not rooted in who you are and you are in fantasy addicts, you are in danger <laughs> when you're dating. Like you are at risk when you're dating of, and this is obviously a magnified version, but I know I've worked with a lot of women and you said you have too, who've been in situations like this and varying degrees of situations like this, where they're dating someone. And I've had an experience of someone like this who I didn't date, but uh, a person who I got really close to, who turns out was a sociopath and he was pretending to be someone completely different than who I thought he was. And I felt sick the whole time when I was around him. I've shared this story before. It felt, something felt so off in my body, but at the time, Time, I didn't know that was my intuition. I didn't know I had an inner guidance system in my body. And so I was just like, well, he's so nice to me. He's buying me presents. Like I got to exactly. So when I watched the Tinder swindler, I felt the pain of that, of I get what it's like to be the doe eyed beauty and the beast loving, you know, the beast and her falling in love or the beauty falling in love with Belle, falling in love with her captor. Like that's Stockholm syndrome. And I get that I, I've been there and I say, so everything that we're going to, we're unpacking today, first off, I just want to say, it's not your fault. Like it's not your fault. This is the world we live in this fantasy love bullshit that keeps women disempowered around. Love is not your fault. It's coming from every angle, but it, now that, you know, now that you're listening to the New Truth responsibility, responsibility, New Truth podcast, I skipped a word. It's your responsibility, you know, and your choice and an option to learn how to become anchored in who you are so that you can date from an empowered place rather than be the doe-eyed woman who's waiting for the guy to say, I miss you, who's just waiting for the ne next hit of hit of crack that's like mm, a little bump of cocaine. Oh, I miss you. Oh, I like waiting for that next hit of high and you know he sends flowers he does all the things to keep stringing her along so that she gets hooked in but when you're anchored in yourself and something feels off in the beginning you know how to navigate life from trusting that as opposed to getting swept away by the fantasy story so that was long rant <laughs> it was great it was great so many things the okay his first date, because you have to really feel, and I, and again, we're going to keep coming back to this. And I really appreciate you sharing your personal story with this, Kate. And my clients have had this because this isn't about, because women blame themselves. Like I do want to address the victim blaming that is happening. This man is a professional mm -hmm. sociopath. <laughs> like yeah. it, it, no one is immune to being swindled, right? There are scammers online and I want to recognize and watch out for those of you that are now going to freak out and say, well, I'm never going to date online mm -hmm. ever again <laughs> because life is dangerous. That's your child self, yeah. right? A healthy yeah. grown woman says, I understand that there's going to be really great people online and really not so great people online. And it's my job to know how to discern and stay centered in my heart and to pay attention to red flags and to pay attention to facts, not yes. just feelings. And that's what I want to talk about, but there's a reason 50 shades of gray was so popular. And it wasn't because of the sex. It was because he was a billionaire. 
Mm -hmm. right? Like I really want to address that caught up in the fantasy addict is not just, and, and love addiction is a very real thing, but you're not addicted to love. You're addicted to pain, but it's not only the feeling of being wanted and desired and adored that women are getting addicted to. It's also the imagination of being taken care of Mm -hmm. and money I mean, you know, I don't have to say it. This is the world we live in too. Money is just as intoxicating as love, right? The idea that there's a man who can take care of me because this is how he manipulated them at first. You have to really get this first date, a private plane to another country. (laughs) Like it wasn't a light first date. Like you have to really feel because let's talk about, and we have an epic episode about love bombing, big extravagant over the top first dates is not fucking romantic. There is Mm -hmm. nothing romantic about that. Healthy people know that love takes time. Like healthy people know that you're a stranger. You are a complete stranger and getting coffee or going out to dinner or going for a walk. And I, just ran my masterclass this past week and had two clients share their stories about lame first dates with the guys that they're now in love with. <laughs> like literally, and I've shared about my first date with Andrew, like it was fine. That's healthy. <laughs> That's healthy. Not yes. fireworks, not big sweeping generalizations, not feeling intoxicated or like with, um, with emotion, because this is how you're being manipulated. You're going to get manipulated around your emotions. And there is a reason that doing the healing work, you know, I, I thought about this all weekend as I watched and, and thought about our episode that emotional intelligence is your biggest protection. Like, it's not actually just about boundaries or like being assertive in your life, your self-worth and emotional intelligence, emotional mastery is how you protect yourself. Because what happened is he plays on their emotions and then they're getting swept by emotion and ignoring the facts. So the first woman, I mean, he would do big elaborate dates and you have to get it that this was then the grooming Mm -hmm. and then to not judge these women let's do a pulse check have you ever been swept by a feeling (laughs) like what human being hasn't made a decision a a life-changing decision or a not so great decision just from their feeling like I have a little post-it note on my um, computer that says, don't blow up your business when you're in a bad mood, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) right? Like, like emotional mastery is okay. When I'm swept with feeling, I'm not going to make decisions from that place, right? Good or bad because love falling in love is actually the ultimate projection, right? You're, it is falling for feeling chemicals are, are moving through your body. So this is why, and the fairy tale says, that love is intense, right? That's, that's what we see. The fairy tale says love is exhilarating, that love is exciting all the time. And that love is extravagant in the way that he presented Mm -hmm. it, which is how so many of these women got caught up in it. And when you have done the inner work and are cultivating being an adult woman with emotional intelligence and connected to her self-worth and her boundaries, you really know what to 
look for and you can still desire to be every woman. I mean, this is why he played on it. It's okay to want to be wanted. Like every woman, right? There is that magical feeling to be desired, to be adored, to be cared about. But when you're addicted to that feeling or you don't know how to create that for yourself, or it's that easy that you'd get on a plane with a total stranger and fly to another country, that's when it is kind of a problem. Yes. Oh my God. I love everything you just said. So important. This episode is so important. I'm so happy that the Tinder swindler came on Netflix and that we got to see this blown up. Um, I just think of the, like when we get swept by this story in our head, I think of who I was back in the day when I was a fantasy love addict in my twenties, constantly jumping from guy to guy, just like chasing the high. And then I break up the relationship as soon as the high went away and then go for the next high. And I think of who I am now when I make decisions. And like, if someone told me that they missed me when they'd known me for a day or someone was like, I'm in love with you. Or I want to like, I want to move in with you after I've known you for a week. Like I would feel so sick. I probably would have felt sick back then, but not knowing why, but I would feel so sick. And like, I would be like, you don't know. Like when I did go on Bumble for that day in in Athens, um, I, any guy that was like pushing the envelope with intimacy when he doesn't even know me, it was delete. Like it was absolutely no thank you. Um, when, you, when you're so wrapped up, like I, I, I think of myself at that time and so many of my clients that I work with when they, when they start the journey is so much of my life was the stories I was believing. It was just these, like, it was all a fantasy. And then what did I feel internally? Just discord all the time, anxiety every day, all day. And it was just my normal. It was just, oh yeah, that's just like, everybody feels that, don't they? And they have a glass of red wine before bed and call it a day and it numbs it and then you go to bed. Um, That was how I operated because I didn't know that everything in my life was just like, I was just going against my own truth all the time because I was just believing these fantasy stories in my mind. And so one of the things coming back to the show, one of the things in the beginning, what's the woman's name? Cecilia. Cecilia, um, she's the main story that they follow. There's a few women, but that she's the main one. She's talking about Beauty and the Beast. Like I'm sure the directors of the show pulled this out of her as well. But she's talking about the fairy tale, and even as she talks about it, she's all lit up, this and she's like, "So important." She's to like, see. "Yes," and she's like, "You just, you just want like you know to be taken care of. You know, you just want that guy to show up and it to feel so amazing. So of course, if that's what you're looking for and that's what you're waiting for." You are the perfect target. And there is no accident that he chose her because he could see this doe-eyed girl who's just waiting for her Prince Charming to come rescue her. And when it comes to like the whole money and the luxurious lifestyle, I've worked with a lot of women and had a lot of friends who've ended up with men with money, even really amazing men with money, like their husbands who are great and they happen to be the provider. And my friends or clients looked after the kids and never ever, ever have I talked to a woman in this situation, even when her job is much harder than his, she's like mom, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Never has she felt like it's her own money. It's an illusion. So, and what it creates in the relational dynamic is father, child, father, teenager. So now your money, your, 
the money will never be yours. You will be like, oh, I really want to hire Catherine. I want to hire a love coach. Oh, wait, I got to ask my husband because it's his money instead of making an empowered decision within myself. Well, that's what a teenager does. She asks her dad if she can have a coach and her dad, it's out of context. So he's going to be like, no, dear, like that's crazy. You're not going to invest in yourself. That's weird. Like you can buy a new coat or something instead. And so it creates these unhealthy relational dynamics. Like you will never be in a healthy relationship when the little princess in you is looking for a prince. If you are not the embodied queen ready for the king and not looking for him, but actually showing up fully in your life as the queen and becoming a perfect match for a king, meaning you're empowered and you're taking care of your, you're responsible for yourself. You speak your truth, you, you know, speak your needs, you know, your values, you know, yourself, you like, there's so much to it. But when you are dating from that place, you cannot get, I mean, yes, of course there's situations, but it's so much less likely for you to get swept off your feet when your feet are planted on the earth. Well, you'll see, you see it. See like it. This, this is why exactly. we're talking about this of, of like the greatest protection. And, and this is, I mean, this is how I learned boundaries and and how I I share it with clients. Like your boundaries are one way that you protect yourself. Like that's what boundaries do. And when you have self, I I really thought all weekend, like self-worth is your protection. Emotional intelligence is your protection, like doing the inner work so that you, you don't have to be angry at the world. I mean, we have a lot of work to do on transforming our ideas about love. And that's why we created the podcast. (laughs) Like we have, we do have to get louder than the outside world. Just like your authentic self has to get louder than your inner critic and your saboteur. But you know, you pay attention to the facts, (laughs) like the facts. What's the fact? This is a stranger asking me to get on a private plane. I mean, I, I mean, part of me was like, that could have gone a hundred different ways for this woman. Like, you know, this being swindled out of money is a horrible thing, but that's like the least horrible thing that could have happened with her getting on a private plane with a total stranger. And I love that you brought up because I took a note about that too, of really watching when she talks about him and she go, she said, she kept saying over and over again, it felt so good to be his girl. Mm. That's like that. That's what she kept saying. And how many of our episodes have we talked about the danger of wanting to be chosen, right? Like if you're just in I want to feel love. Like I want to just feel love. And most people are just chasing a feeling. And then, right. This is why people, I mean, just, oh, we just fell out of love. That's actually not a reason to break up because love is not this commodity that like comes and goes as a feeling. Love is something you cultivate. And I also wanted to come back to the there isn't want to know what's romantic. Like we should do a separate episode about like romance in general. Like you want to know what's romantic being respected. You want to know what's romantic. Somebody really seeing you and supporting you and deeply caring about your feelings and your heart, not manipulating your feelings in order to get what they want. Cause that's what I want to keep coming back to about the Tinder swindler and what this sociopath and what narcissists do very well is they're manipulating the feeling. They're actually trying to generate a feeling for you (laughs) that you are so special and you are so important. I mean, also, can we talk about that? She got on the plane. So she, she gets on the plane 
And who's on the plane? Also. (laughs) His child and his ex, which it was an actor, I think. I don't think he really has a child and an ex-wife or ex. Yeah. (laughs) She gets on the plane and he says, this is my ex and my kid. So just for a second, can you imagine going on a date and then going on a date with your new um, person's ex? (laughs) And she, but here we are. She didn't think anything was wrong with that. Yeah. And I'm, I mean, I'm personally sick of a culture that presents women as these, you know, pathetic fairies, like, because the world would be very different if we were all in our power. And I've said this before on episodes, like there are things that just would not be tolerated on our planet. Like now I'm going to cry. There are Uh things that would not be tolerated on our planet. If women had their voices, had their power, if we all, we were all on each other's side and gave a shit about each other for real, instead of got caught up in jealousy and competition and, and shaming each other. Cause that it's mostly women blaming the women who are watching this. Mm-hmm. It's women from a, a judgmental place. This can happen to anyone. And that's not a reason to be scared. But, you know, Alice, so there's a the energetic of Alice in Wonderland in dating that I want to address, which is the the girl, right? Not a woman, but the girl who has no consequential thinking, right? The girl is not aware of herself and can and can say, I don't know who this person is. Like, I don't know how this is going to go and watch out. Cause this isn't about now. Cause some of you are going to do this in your brains. Cause you sent me these messages when I asked about the Tinder Cinder this weekend, like online dating is dangerous. Like I'm never going to online date now. Like there's a cognitive distortion of all or nothing thinking. That's a cognitive mm-hmm. distortion. And 99% of the time, if you're doing all or nothing thinking you're in your inner child, but it isn't all men are good and it isn't all men are bad and it isn't online dating is bad. It's holding a center of consciousness, which is, I don't know, but there are things that I can do to feel empowered around it and ask questions. And there is want to know what's romantic feeling safe in a relationship dating so that you're laying a foundation for the rest of your life rather than just chasing a high. And then that house is going to burn down and sociopaths. I mean, I don't have an exact definition, but we know that you kind of know you're with a narcissist when they lack empathy. Sociopaths also lack empathy, but sociopaths have no cognitive awareness of the impact they're having on other people. And that's what was scary about this guy like no remorse, no shame. He had actually been in jail for this before. Like this was not the first time that he has done this. And so with dating, you know, you only know if you're safe when you actually set some boundaries and watch how the other person responds. You only know you're safe when you share your feelings and it's met with care and kindness, not you're too sensitive. You're remembering that wrong. You're overreacting all signs of a manipulative person to respond Mm -hmm. that way. And you know, you're safe when someone actually cares about the impact they're having on you. And that is what is actually dangerous about the sociopaths and the narcissists is they don't care. And that 
and I get it, right? Because there's going to be a part of you right now, like the 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 person who's like, I want justice. And that's a whole other episode about the fact that he is not, right? This is our culture. We don't hold men accountable for jack fucking shit in our mm-hmm. in our culture. Don't we won't get started. I know I'll get fired up on that <laughs> if I go there. I'll need to meditate about that. Um, but I wanted to just acknowledge like those are the things to actually look for. Like, look if somebody actually care, like if they can be accountable to even if they don't call you when they said they would like, that's a a little thing, but men who live from an accountable place will say, Hey, I told you I was going to call you then. And I didn't, and I'm sorry about that. And this is why can I acknowledge it? Right? Like that's what an accountable person sounds like. Mm -hmm. Sociopaths. It's no consequential thinking, which is a little bit like Alice in Wonderland, but I promise you, if you're Alice in Wonderland, you're not a sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably not a sociopath. You're not just thinking about the consequences of your own behavior and like what might happen to you, like being smart about life. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I had to write a lot of notes because so many things, (laughs) so many things in your rant. I'm like, oh, that and that this is such a heated, like, I'm so happy about this conversation. It's seriously. Okay. So the cognitive dissonance that you're talking about, like the, the, okay, the women like in the, in the show, she talks about how so many women attacked her online and were like, you fucking idiot. I can't believe you fell for that. Cause yeah, it's one thing when you're sitting in your living room watching Netflix and being like, Oh, obviously this guy's a sociopath. You don't even know him. You literally, and who knows what the full true story is, but in the, in the docuseries, it looks like he's like, basically they met for five minutes. They've had, they've hung out once in person, which I think she said was true. And they're already looking for apartments. And she literally has only been with him in person once for one night, one night. And then they're looking for a, he's like, I want to get an apartment with you, babe. 15 grand a month is the rent. So he's like hooking her, hooking her, hooking her. And so the cognitive dissonance of the, it, it just, the, the there's a, there's a thing. One of the pr- primary drivers of the saboteur is righteousness. And I, and you're seeing this everywhere in the world right now people wanting to be right and feeling like holier than thou by following the right way and looking at everyone else about how they're doing life wrong. And so to sit there on the couch is part of the reason why people like reality TV mm-hmm. is to sit there and watch all these girls on The Bachelor be, you know, idiots and then to sit there and judge them or whatever, <laughs> acting from these places, these disempowered places and to sit there and watch the show and judge them because then we feel holier than thou in that moment and your ego, aka saboteur, feels right. Feels like the good girl, the one who's doing life right because that person's more of a mess than I am. And so that, you know, I watched a show and what I felt, I didn't judge her. I felt heartbreak. I felt way more fire than ever for our podcast. I felt like this needs to be so big. This needs to be in the ears of every woman on planet earth, this message about no longer buying into that story and choosing something different and learning how to be empowered, the empowered woman dating and relating rather than the the girl who wants to be swept away and rescued and all of those things. And so that was the first thing I wanted to say. And then the, the second thing I want to address that you spoke about is you said the word specialness and this is one of the primary drivers of the fantasy addict is the fantasy addict gets swept away by any feeling of being special, which in A Course in Miracles, which is a spiritual Bible type book, non-denominational, um, but really beautiful book. Uh, the Course in Miracles talks about special love and that's ego love. 
and the ego will never be satiated. And the ego is always seeking validation, attention, approval, love from other people in order to feel special. And then I'll feel loved, but it's, it's a bottomless pit. The love will never be enough. The attention, the validation will never be enough and will always be seeking more. The thirst will never be quenched when it's, when, when you're looking for special love. And that's one of the things that this story plays on. She said, you know, there's this moment. I, I mean, I just felt like a knife in my gut. So many moments. I hope we get to work with this woman one day. I mean, <laughs> if someone can send her this episode, um, when she said, I, I, I trust him, you know, I'm his girlfriend because he asks her very early on yes. again, they've only hung out in person once and they're talking long distance. Cause he's busy for work, AKA going and swindling other women. Uh, but he's, he's voice noting her right away. He always responds immediately. He's very attentive in that way. Um, and so he, he said, he asked her to be his girlfriend, asked her to move in. So she, when he asks for money, her response is, of course, he'd ask me, I'm his girlfriend. Of course he wouldn't ask his parents who are billionaires. He would ask me his girlfriend that he's been with for five minutes, who he knows doesn't have that kind of money. Of course he'd ask me like, and so in that moment, she fell for the trap of the money because she felt special. Right. So if you like when you are dating, if you are feeling special, in those I could feel it every time he texted her and said, I miss you. I could feel it in my gut, like a little roller coaster, like, oh, I can feel how that would be a hook. Like I'm a words person and like getting hooked. There's all these different ways that he's hooking her in. And so I've said this before, but this is one of my favorite sayings. I say it to my clients all the time. When you're in a hurry, slow down. If I'm in a hurry, slow down. If I want the commitment sooner, if I want that, I love you sooner. If I want the, whatever it is that you're wanting from this person, slow down, slow down, slow down. And remember that circling back to what you said about dating and not being, not being the all or nothing thinking and shutting off, um, Lila's here, <laughs> not being an all or nothing thinking and being in like completely shutting off the, um, the online dating. It's all men are toxic on there or, you know, all men are wrong, wrong and bad. Remember that dating is a practice. It's a practice to get to know yourself. So, and we've done so many episodes about this. It's like nothing to be afraid of. I would say, use it as an incentive to be to learn more about yourself and to, I, I, my good friend, Nicole, who's a somatic experiencing practitioner and she's all, she teaches nervous system regulation. We had her on last year and um, last spring, she was talking to me about dating and about how, when we told her that when we interviewed her on that episode and she said, she, it totally changed her life. Like she's turned dating into a relational practice where she's getting to know herself and her saboteur and her inner child. And like all these parts of herself that are showing up on dates and like, wait, when that part shows up, I need to stop and get back into my body. And how do I feel? And am I anchor? Am I in story? Am I in fantasy? It's such a great way to get to know yourself and to make meaningful connections and to pay attention to when feelings are caused by a fantasy story in your mind versus a feeling like something's off, something doesn't feel right. And being able to distinguish those two different things, it's a beautiful practice. So the answer is never, oh, I need to completely not do that thing because that's, it's avoiding actually using this as an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity for you to grow into being that woman who is an empowered, 
queen on that date, who's an empowered woman on that date, who's emotionally savvy and connected and knows herself and be that woman on the date who, when he's like, Hey baby, I'll send you a private jet. She says, uh, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Delete. Like be that woman. Let it be inspiration to, to, and, and I also, one more thing I want to say is the opposite side of these women is women with closed hearts. And I work with a lot of women like that. And that's not the answer either. So the, that's the all or nothing thinking, right? If you're going from like looking at those doe-eyed women and like, oh, I'm not that. I'm better than that because of righteousness. I'm over here. I'm, you know, I'm completely protected. Like I don't need a man. Same thing. You're missing out on yourself. You're missing out on the beauty of your heart, the beauty of love, the beauty of connection. If your heart's shut down, you're missing a lot of connection beyond just romantic love. You're missing expression of so many parts of yourself. And so like the place in the middle is you don't need to cut off from anything. The heart actually doesn't need protection, but it needs boundaries. It needs a voice. It needs... It needs a woman who's rooted on the ground, rooted in herself, who knows how to say, hey, no, that's a no for me, and who knows how to walk away when something's not good, and who knows how to be vulnerable when something does feel good. And like, that's where you want to be. A freaking amen. Amen. This is a fun episode. (laughs) The only thing I wanted to add about the woman and the fantasy is she actually said, like, it felt like stepping into a movie. Like she said yes. that red flag, <laughs> red flag. And you know, that's, yes. that's how dangerous the fairy tale is. And at this point, our generation, like we're moving out of Disney and now like our generation is the, the reality love TV shows and 50 shades of gray and twilight. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we still haven't talked about like how insane that was like the want, the wanting mm-hmm. and I get it right? Longing, wanting, aching, that is intoxicating, but I'm going to keep coming back to emotional intelligence. (laughs) Like, like that, that's what I'm working on with my people, like emotional mastery, becoming a grown up, Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I love what you just said about being centered in your heart because heart center is living from both and Mm -hmm. right. Like I get, I, go online. And I get that most people are not going to be who they say they are online. And there's people online looking for a partner just like me. Right. Like I get, so, cause here's the, the next evolution of, of conscious love. My partner might hurt my feelings sometimes, and I'm going to be disappointed by my partner and I'm going to experience upset and disagreements. And that doesn't mean we don't love each other. And that doesn't mean we don't, that's not a healthy relationship because we can flip it on the other side. And I yes. think this is what's happening, right? That we've, we've riffed about this, about the, the new fairy tale is the conscious relationship of the perfect alignment and the perfect person who goes to tantra workshops with me. And we have perfect sex all the time. Like, give me a freaking break. I've been with Andrew for eight years now, and there is nothing more humbling and, and more conscious of actually recognizing that love is a choice. Love is a verb. Love is an action. And they did not show the unbelievable psychological damage for these women. And so if you are listening, like I want to always acknowledge narcissistic abuse is not a small thing to heal from being lied to and, and believing someone is someone that they're not right. Like being presented with something for months 
and then turns out they're not who they say they are. That requires some deep healing, yes. right? There, there is nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You're not a failure if this has happened, you know, and again, no one's holier than now than these women. I'm going to keep, I said it already, but I'm going to bring it back. Let me know if you've ever not been swept by a feeling <laughs> like, yeah. like most marketing is about feelings. Yes. Like, yes. Have you ever bought anything in your life? You've been because swept. of a feeling, right? Because yes. you've been getting your makeup done. Like you need this product because this is the thing that's like made a difference. You know, yeah. um, I'm swept by that shit all the time. So, right. That that's the vulnerability of just being human and the recognition, you know, I keep, I've, cause I thought about this of like, how do I teach my daughter to not be afraid of life? Right. Like that's not the answer. The answer is not to say, and Kate and I know, cause I work with plenty of the, the full heart shut down people, your heart is shut down because you've been hurt we see you, yes. we get it. And guess what? Life isn't fair. And sometimes bad things happen to really good people. Right. And it has nothing to do with deserving, nothing to do with karma, nothing to do with you set yourself up. Like this happens. You know, I almost, I almost fell for the um, social security scam. I don't know if that was happening in Canada, hmm. but they would call you and say, um, you're, you have been flagged because your social security number has been connected with like a crime and you have to prove that you're, you know, um, not doing that. Okay. Guess what? In that moment for the first 30 seconds, I was scared. I was in panic. I was worried. And then it took another minute or so to realize, wait a second, the social security administration would probably not make a phone call to me, but for a minute and a half, I was swept and I was shaking and scared when I got off that phone call. Right. Like, so, and I had to do some, I had to do some work actually around that. on like having compassion for myself rather than doing what my critic wanted to do, which is what women do to themselves of how could you have been so stupid, right? Yeah. What's wrong with you? guess what? On that social security scamming call, he was manipulating my feelings. That's what manipulation feels like. He was scaring me, right? Inducting mm -hmm. fear into my system. Just like it's the same thing as they were in, he was inducting quote unquote love. Yes. <laughs> right. And, and having and fear and, for him and oh, eventually. And yes. yes. And like I, he, he was, he was positioning it that he was in danger um, because his right. industry is dangerous, the diamond industry, and that he, his credit card got canceled, that he was in danger and these, he would, these bad things were going to happen to him. And so now he's emotionally manipulating their sensitivity Ooh. and their empathic nature yes. to care, like, which, you know, women have care. such big hearts and we care and we're nurturers. Like, and so that's what he's just playing on everything. And I'm so glad you brought up the, you know, if this has happened to you in any regard, like uh, that traumatic story, I didn't tell the story, but like oh, that yeah. experience with that man who lied to me about who he was, was the most traumatic thing I've ever gone through besides losing my best friend to suicide. And I did so, on both of so those much. things, so much healing. Like I, I can't even thousands of dollars, healing sessions of all different sorts, trauma work, nervous system work. Like I, you know, these things there, it's not your fault. 
We are not set up for success. We are still in a patriarchy. We are women. We are vulnerable. We are sensitive. We are empathic. We are loving. We are caring. We get taken advantage of. And it's not your fault. And change only occurs when we make a change, when we take responsibility for, okay, that wasn't my fault, but now I need to do some deep healing. Now I need to learn how to be anchored within myself. Now I need to learn how to, how to be in relationship from a truthful, empowered place where I'm not being swept away by someone else's manipulation, where I am following my own compass. You can do that. It's possible no matter what your story is. There's so many resources out there and, you know, like you are worth it. Nothing is more worth it than you learning how to come back home to you so that this romantic bullshit, you know, it's Valentine's day, like Valentine's week, month, whatever. It's like, it's, there's just so much bullshit around love and it keeps women from feeling love. And you talked earlier, the last thing I'll say is you talked in your, your last rant. There's so many, we could go on forever with this episode. This will be an eight part episode. (laughs) Um, that you talked about the, um, the, the high feeling, that feeling of like, oh my God, he misses me. He sent me flowers. He asked me to move in and like chasing that high when you're in that saboteur fantasy addict roller coaster relationship, it's painful as fuck. That's what comes with it, right? All relationships are challenging. You're always going to experience painful times and more harder times and facing yourself in so many ways when you're in a conscious relationship that is inevitable. But the darkness that comes from the crash of those highs, it, I, I talk to my clients about when you're anchored in yourself, I call it dating and relating from your heroine. It's expansion, contraction. There's always going to be contraction and you know how to tend to your own heart and yourself when you're in contraction. And then you get to come back to expansion. It's like breathing. That's inevitable. But the roller coaster ride of the unpredictability, yeah. you don't know when you're flipping upside down, the high, the low, the stomach drop, the excitement, that it's not worth it because that's not real love. That's not actually the thing that you're chasing. It's coming from death deprivation. It's coming from you probably living in a relationship inside of yourself with someone who's not very nice to you, AKA your saboteur, like that voice in your head, that's beating you up for not being good enough. That conditioned voice, that's not your own. That part has been hard on you for so long. And so if you're stuck in that dynamic, you'll keep attracting like that's the relationship that needs to change is that relationship within so that love can no no longer is this, even though the highs feel so good, even though when you're shooting heroin in your veins, it feels so good. You feel like you want to die the next day. I've never done it, but I've, I've heard, I mean, so they say you feel like you want to die the next day. Like, is that actually worth it? You know, the, you get so excited. He sent you a loving text and then you don't hear from him for a week. And now you feel like you're dying. Like that is not worth it. And the magic you get to experience when you're in anchored love in all of your life, especially relationships, but all relationships like is 10 million times better than fantasy fairy tale love. So peace, stability, consistency, reliability. If you're wanting a relationship, that's what you're wanting. And it change it will only change when you give up all of your ideas actually about what you think love is and the last thing i'll say on this epic episode is you know you're being manipulated 
one, if it's always about generating a feeling in Mm. you. So either someone trying to generate a really positive feeling. So that like over the top showing up on the first few dates where it's actually not about getting to know you, it's about showing off. Um, and you know, you're not asking for too much to want someone to be asking you questions about who the hell you are on a date. Like that's the bare minimum. So that's, that's the first thing, like that's, you're starting to get groomed, right. Where it's not about you. It's about them presenting an image of who they are to you. Hence the like plane ride on the first date. And then for my lovely recovering codependence, you're being manipulated because I, because this, I thought of this when you talked about what he did after about generating pain on like, I'm in trouble and I need your help. You know, there's a lot of people who will actually lead from a lot of men who will lead from bashing their ex-wife, mm-hmm. right. Or starting to talk about how difficult their divorce has been and, and, you know, Oh, I'm so lucky to have met you. You're so kind. Right. Um, And so that's manipulation too. in, in generating a feeling to feel bad for them. Right. That's grooming too, because for those of you that are recovering from codependency, you're going to go into your rescuer self right away and want to do that. So I've always talked about like, watch out, you know, again, watch out for just negativity on like when you're on a date, like watch out for anyone who put negativity in their profile. Like you don't deserve to be, nobody deserves to be treated poorly. And there are people that are going to do that. And then guess what? There are people for girlfriends who can't wait to love you and support you and celebrate you. And there absolutely is a man who can't wait to wake up every single day next to you, who cares about protecting your heart, who cares about keeping you safe, who cares about you feeling really good in the relationship. And he knows he doesn't have to show off for that because love is in that being seen, being supported, being safe, that that's what lasts a lifetime. Yeah. So now or, a sure woman, all, or, or a woman or a woman or 12 partners. You can <laughs> yeah. Have whatever you want. You. <laughs> but it's that like, it's not asking for too much. That's the bare yes. freaking minimum and yeah. believe people the first time. And again, your self-worth is your protection. <clears throat> your emotional intelligence is your protection. That's why we do the work and they're, you know, it's a big world out there and you get to decide how you want to engage with it. And I love, I love that you always come back to like, you are so worth it. Like you're Mm -hmm. worth doing the week, the work for, you don't do the work so that you meet a boyfriend, you do the work for you. Yeah. Cause this is, you have a good life. This is your life. You only get one. And, and all of your, in both of our work, our clients will say our lot, every relationship in our life changes. It's not just about themselves or not just about finding a partner. Yeah. So Thank you, Kate, for making me watch the Tinder Swindler. Because <laughs> I tend to stay away from all of this, but we had a responsibility as coaches yes. to, to do this and do this epic episode. And you know the drill, this nice long episode. We love hearing from you and you might have a woman or two that needs to hear it as well. Share it with her. And if you've watched it already, watch it again after having heard this Listen. episode. Yeah. Sending you love. Hi, it's Kate. Thanks so much for listening to the New Truth Podcast. 
for more of Catherine and I, come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. We are in there. That's where we're sharing all about our programs and our free workshops that we do. Um, you can come join us there and ask as many questions as you want about the podcast episodes, about dating, relationships, any struggles you're having out there. We would love to support you. So come hang out with us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group and we will see you soon.